Welcome to the Women of Steel podcast. My name is Nia Singleton, and throughout this series, I will be talking to the women from across Tata Steel's UK sites to get their insight into what it's like to be a woman working in steel. As a traditionally male industry, being a woman can bring its challenges, but from the conversations we are having, it can also have its advantages. Diversity across the workplace is important to ensure a representative employee base who will better understand their myriad of customers and the perspectives that women can bring to a traditionally male environment should not be overlooked. Across this series, I'm talking with female leaders and those who bring diversity of thought, opinion and mindset to the table, which is helping to strengthen the organisation for what is an uncertain future in the face of a challenging world steel market. Today's guest is Carol Hayes. Carol started her career in British Steel in 1978 as a records clerk, but across her 40-year career, she has worked in a variety of commercial-based roles and is currently commercial manager within the construction sector, based out of our Colby site, managing a team of 12 who sell steel tubes. So, Carol, how did a young girl with childhood ambitions to be a TV presenter end up in the steel industry? Yes, hello, hello Nia. Hello. Um, Hi, hi. Um, well, yes, um, that's that's a good question. Um, I, I basically was um, was brought up in in, in Corby, the, the the daughter of a of a steel worker, and um, so my father actually worked um, here in Corby when um, when we actually had a steel an integrated steel and tube works. Yeah. Um, and so obviously my father would come home with with, with stories about um, steel making. Um, I mean, he was really at the, at, the, at the hot end working on the electric furnaces. So, um, so it got it got my interest from an early age. Um, and I think the TV presenting was probably just something of a, if I can use the pun, a pipe dream. Um, <laughs> and so, um, so I, I had an opportunity. There was a um, an opening uh, within British Steel. Um, I was interviewed. Um, and I was um, given the given the role of the records clerk uh, here at Corby, and um, and I've never looked back since. So, um, being from a steel town, then, as it were, um, did you find that lots of your peers, people you went to school with, family, um, friends, were all working in the steel industry then at the time? They, they, they were. I mean, I mean, Corby is is often called Little Scotland, and and a lot of my friends. Um, had come uh, south uh, to Corby for the for the steel and tube works. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people we now call sort of second and third generation Scots. Yeah. Um, but yes, a lot of them had had some member of the family who worked within the um, within the industry. Um, so yes, it was um, it, you know it was there all the time, and um, you know I, I could see it around me, and and it was a very large. You know, employer within Corby. It was the main supplier um, employer within uh, within Corby, so a very important part of the town. So, joining as a records clerk, what what was that job like then? What were you doing sort of day to day? Well, uh, quite a basic job, I suppose, when I when I look back on it. But um, but I was um, I was recording. Uh, inquiries that were received. Um, I was doing a lot of filing of, 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 of um, obviously then m- everything was paper, um, <laughs> not like the digital world of today. And um, I would do a lot of filing. Um, but I also had to um, get out um, 
order files, inquiry files, and deliver them into um, the sales departments to the various uh, commercial teams uh, that existed at that time. So I, I sat on one floor of a of a seven floor floor building um, and had to make my way through other floors delivering files. And it was really, you know, doing that um, that that made me want to move into um, a, a, a commercial sales role because uh, I would chat to the people as I went around delivering the files, understanding what they did, and um, I thought that all sounded extremely exciting. So I um, I soon started to apply for for roles within the the, the commercial function, um, and of course, you know, eventually eventually did get a role in uh, in in the commercial team. So I suppose um, it does sound like it was a big office building and you're um, going around and delivering files and you get to have glimpses into all these different teams. What was it then about the commercial team that sort of piqued your interest? Well, I, I, I think it was just seeing the, the, the variety of roles and, and, and I suppose the different characters. And I suppose, I suppose it was more about what the people told me. Um, about what they were doing and and obviously I had an interest I was taking files that that obviously related to particular um, uh, company names Um, so I was always interested to know you know who were these companies what did they do Um, so that all sort of sparked interest um, in me so it, it, it wasn't so much the the delivery of those files but I was inquisitive um, I was interested. I wanted to know, and um, all of the information that that I was given, and um, people were, were were always very willing um, to chat to me and let me know what they were doing, and uh, that that was really what um, what sparked the interest. So, what was the gender makeup then of the commercial team at the time when you joined? Oh, it was it it was very much um, a, a male-dominated environment. Um, I mean, at that time, Nia, there were there were obviously some uh, roles um, that that were there, some jobs that 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 were uh, in terms. As we said, it was a very much a paper um, um, business then, and we didn't we didn't have all the digital, and so we had teams of people who were entering orders and. The people that were entering orders were very much, you know, a lot of ladies, a lot of females uh, doing that side of the business. But, you know, it, it, it was very clear to me that that there were within the commercial um, team and the people that were actually uh, selling and um, and expediting and dealing with customers yeah. on a face to face basis and uh, on the telephone um, were very were much more men, much more male dominated. Um, where, whereas there were other roles that were, I would say today, I would class them as administrative roles, were, were done by a majority of women. So there was definitely a, um, a sort of a divide in, um, in those sorts of responsibilities. So when you joined the team then, were you doing one of those administrative roles? No, I actually I actually went straight into um, into the sales team, and I actually had a, a role as a as an internal uh, salesperson at that time with an allocation of customers. Um, so yes, it was um, it, it, it was really good because I you know I, I was surrounded by many men. I'm not saying there weren't already some women in the office at that time, um, but certainly I was in the minority. So I was. I felt, you know, quite 
privileged and uh, at that time I suppose might be a good word to use um but 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 I really enjoyed it I was very I was a very chatty person anyway so I uh, I did enjoy that but 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 I was in the minority and if if I might just say Nia that um what happened whilst I was a records clerk was I, I mentioned I started to apply for jobs and I did apply for one role within that commercial function and that was um, a role of, 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 of expediting. So basically customers would call up more so when their orders were late um, rather than just, you know, to, to, to follow up and expedite. So that 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 job um, was really, if I looked in the office, it was all men. Um, but I applied for that job um, and the manager at that time, um, he, he, he read my application, but he actually called me up into his office at that time. Yeah. And he actually said to me, um, I, I was obviously still very young at that time. I was sort of 19. Yeah. Um, and he said that that particular role, um, he was very, very nice about it, Nia, and I do thank him to this day. Um, but he was very nice to me. He said that that was was not a role for a, for a young woman. Um, it tended to be customers who were uh, whose orders were late, and so they could get very angry, um, and um, you know they could use words that perhaps you know shouldn't be heard by a nineteen year old girl. <laughs> um, so um, so he explained it all to me, but he said that, um, you know, I, 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 I'd shown some, you know, obviously aspiration to go into that commercial team and that as soon as there was a more suitable role for me, then uh, then he would certainly help me uh, to get that role. And that's exactly what uh, what that manager did. Um, so I didn't get that particular role, but uh, but I think that was absolutely the right thing. And he guided me in the right way. I laughed then when you said it because it, it almost sounds unbelievable that cause, that somebody would say that in, in this day and age. But it's not that long ago, really, is it? That, you know, delicate female use, um, shouldn't you swear words? And um, I know you, you know, you said he was he was polite about it and, and good about it. But that couldn't have felt good to 19 year old Carol, you know, who's ambitious and wants a chance, you know, and um, I can't. I don't know that I that I would have um, been too happy with that. I think at the time, the uh, probably I was, you know, I was disappointed and felt, well, come on, I can do that the same as any man yeah. could do that job. And um, you know, hearing a few choice words here and there <laughs> probably, you know, wouldn't have been a problem for me. I think hindsight, you know, is a great thing, and the many years that have have gone since then. Um, I can see that he was he was trying to do the right thing by me um, at, that, at that particular time. So uh, so I think my my memory is, is not always great, um, but but I I am sure that at that time there would have been disappointment not to get into a, a role that I'd applied for. Yeah. Um, but as I say, hindsight is wonderful, and um, you know everything that's gone since then um, have been the right things for me. Well, they say that, don't they? Everything happens for a reason and, exactly. um, you know, everything has a season, doesn't it? So perhaps, you know, you, you wouldn't have been ready for it um, at the time. But I know through your career in, in commercial, you've spent some time working across the Middle East and North Africa. So the job has taken you, you know, around the world. Um, so that's a real privilege, isn't it? But how did you find that as a woman um, traveling and doing business? 
Well, well, by the time I I went into international, um, um, basically that was um, you know sort of about twenty years you know after I had um, I had started my my, my career. Um, so you know throughout throughout those those earlier years of my career, I, you know I was I was exposed to. Um, a, a lot of different people, you know, companies in the UK, customers in the UK, but also we were going through a time when we were we were closing our our seamless pipe mills because when I went into commercial, it was a role with seamless tubes. Not everybody will understand that, but um, but but I moved into a role in seamless tubes, and um, we we had decided to 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 close and to sell our seamless mills. So. I, I had the great opportunity of, um, of, of of sourcing steel, seamless steel tubes from other companies, in order to make sure that we would still secure the business for our welded tubes. Yeah. So I was very fortunate that I was then exposed to, um, to 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 people from outside of the UK, albeit within Europe. So I was dealing with colleagues um, and, and partners in in Germany. Um, and in Italy, so you know, I, I had that sort of um, experience, um, and I was obviously dealing with people within the within the mills as well because I had a role at one stage of allocation. So I was literally allocating orders um, for for mills. Yeah. So all of that stood me in in good stead, and um, I had a, a a good manager at that time that that. <laughs> That he wanted me to go and visit some customers within within Europe, yeah. um, and I said, "Well, that's great, um, but 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 what am I going to do? How do I get there? How do I get around when I'm there?" And he said, "Well, you 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 know you drive there, and yeah. and you drive around, and you you do that well." I was so nervous. I thought I've never been on a fair, car ferry. Um, I, I I you know I'd never done that sort of thing before. Of course, I'd been on foreign holidays. But I'd never done that before, so um, so I embarked on that trip, and 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 that for me was a was a real you know confidence boost that I could drive over onto the continent. I drove around you know sort of Brussels and and and, and Germany and, and and France and 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 the Netherlands. Um, so I, I I I did all of that. So when I eventually did go into a a role where I was traveling throughout the Middle East um, and North Africa, um, you know, I had quite a good basis then um, to, to, to deal with different people um, in different countries with different cultures. And I, and I have to say that, you know, it was always good because I, we always had people within these areas near. So we always yeah. had offices. So I had colleagues that I could travel with. But I can honestly say that in all that time, um, what I wanted to do was, as, as a woman, I wanted to gain the respect of, of, of customers um, where, where culturally they were very different. It was 100%, you know, men that I, that, that I was having to deal with and, and, and do business with. And I can honestly say that, 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 that it was all very respectful and those customers respected me. I can remember some people saying, you know, we can understand you very well. You know, you speak. Uh, I mean, my my accent is dreadful, as as everybody will hear when they listen to this podcast. But um, but but everybody would say how they could understand me, and um, and and I was there representing 
what what I've not said yet to you, Nia, is what I've always felt in the company is that I'm representing a good company and I am representing an excellent product. And so if you've got those things there that you're you feel very confident about, you're confident about what you're there to sell, what you're there to discuss, then um, then all I wanted to do was be a good representative in doing that um, and doing the best for the company and 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 you know promoting and selling the, those excellent products that we make and it w- it was a challenge because some of these places that I've been to you know I've been to West Africa as well to Nigeria I've been to Iran I've been to um, to Kazakhstan I've been you know to many different places mm-hmm. and it is a challenge. Um, but but it's always I've always found people very respectful and have seen me as being there to represent my company and uh, irrespective of whether I'm a female or a male I'm there to represent my company and I can honestly say I don't think I've had any particular difficult um, situations to have to deal with. That's fantastic to hear actually because um, when I spoke with Deirdre um, a few weeks ago she mentioned that she had um, gone to a meeting once and they assumed that she was a secretary um, and that you know, she would surely a woman's not going to come in here and talk business <laughs> you know how very stupid um, so it's great to hear that you know you on the whole haven't really had that um, experience and it's been positive and respectful and you know you've got there on your own merit um, over this a career that you've had and it's you know four decades it's a it's a long time um to be working and to be working at a high level have you had any particular mentor that has sort of shone out to you somebody that sort of really helped you um and motivated you on a on your career path i i think it's difficult to single anybody out near um I have been, you know, I've been generally I've been very well supported by managers and um, over the years. Um, I mentioned the the manager that I had that that, that sort of, um, you know, pushed me in the nicest way into driving across Europe to do that. Um, so it, it it it's it's very difficult to to really single anybody out. I've um, I, I've just had very, very good managers, including Deirdre, um, was certainly my manager at one stage as well. And, and, and Deirdre was very supportive, um, you know, as, as had previous uh, managers uh, for me. I, I, th- I think, Nia, one of the what, 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 one of the things for me is, is that I've always shown people, you know, respect um and and you know you don't always get off on with everybody in an organization um you don't choose who you work with but um but I, but I've always respected people and um and I feel that because I've done that you know I've had managers that have that have wanted to support me and and, and help me to do um you know what 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 I want to do so it, it would be wrong of me to to single any uh, out anybody in particular. I have mentioned Deirdre there because Deirdre is one of the the more recent um, uh, managers that I've had, and uh, in fact the the the, the only uh, female um, manager that I've had over over my career. Not surprisingly, um, in a male dominated uh, yeah. industry. Um, 
So, yeah, I wouldn't like to single anybody out, Nia. That in itself is an interesting fact, really, that you've only had one female manager. Um, and now yourself as a female manager um, to a team of 12, do you feel the weight of responsibility as a woman, as a female leader in a traditionally male uh, workplace to be a role model and to um, bring forward women and bring up women under you? Well, I, I, I do and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe going to be controversial, but that, that I... I don't I don't I don't feel like you know I, I, I'm I'm a woman in a in, in a male industry really I, I I just want to be the best manager that I can be I want to be the best manager that I can be for my team yes. um the fact that I'm a woman I'm a woman I can't change that <laughs> um so but you know I do want them to see me as a role model but I want them to see me as a role model as somebody who is a who is a good manager, who's respectful of them, who wants to um, support them in their growth and their development. So, so in in, in that sense, yes, I, I I want to be a role model, and you know, as I said, I'm I'm, I'm a woman and can't change that. But yeah. but but not because I am a woman. Um, I, I I think I've gone through my career, and 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 you know, it, it it's not always been been that easy and um, there have been challenging times and you know once when I felt like leaving the the organization because I felt I was being held back mm. um but 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 I think no I think the commercial world is a little bit different of course I mean if you've got an engineer down in the plant or whatever then it's a bit different I think in the commercial world we do have more more diversity um but but the most important thing for me is 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 to just be respected um as a manager um for what i do and 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 for working hard um and for supporting the team in 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 their development i think that's a really good outlook as well isn't it because we can't ignore our gender can we and um you know biology dictates that only women you know can can carry babies so there's you know a burden um on women then they have to leave the workplace if they have children but i think as a manager to sort of look at your team as equals and, you know, you bring people up based on their merit, not based on quotas or gender, you know, what we need gender wise. I think that's a really good way of looking at it. We're all individuals, aren't we? And you mentioned there that um, you went through a challenging time and you were thinking about leaving the business um, because you didn't think that you were you know, going to be able to progress. What made you stay? (laughs) Yeah, that's that. (laughs) That, that's that's a very good question because <laughs> what what made me stay was because um, I, I was in I think I mentioned you before I was in the seamless business and um, uh, at, at, at that time I um, I was given a, a project um, which which was actually organising um, quite a, a large sort of event for one of the very senior managers within the organisation and so I was I was uh, I came across another manager that, that that was in a different business, was in the, the, the sort of welded business, yeah. um, and I, you know, through through that experience, obviously we got to know each other very well, and and and, and I spoke to him and told him about some of my concerns and what was happening, and he actually said to me that that um, that 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 he thought that that was 
you know, wrong, um, that he thought that um, he, he could see how I worked. He put me forward for this project, by the way, because yeah. um, he could see what, what I was doing and that this might even help me further, that might help my exposure to, you know, other people in the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really brought back the confidence that I gained over the years and then was losing a little bit because I I wasn't really, you know, progressing like I wanted to. Um, and and he basically suggested, you know, no, stay with the company. You know, when there's an opening, you know, there may be something that 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 you could move into our business. Um, I mean, that 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 was not necessary in the end. Um, and I decided to stay. But what I did decide to do at that time, Nia, um, I mean, I left school obviously before I finished my A levels. So you know, I didn't go to university. I started in the company um, at a very young age. Um, so I also then at that stage decided to go back to university and actually do um, a postgraduate course. Um, so I did that postgraduate course um, because I thought, well, may- maybe, maybe you know, it's not only the fact that I'm a woman. Maybe, maybe the fact that I, you know, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am, and, and, and maybe I've got to broaden my my knowledge, my capabilities. So I actually went back to to, to university at that time, part time basis. Um, and I, I, I did a diploma and, and, and managed to uh, to graduate. Um, and, and, and during that time, I, I was also uh, um, I, I applied for a new job and got a new job. So within the within the organisation, and you know, from then on, things got back on track. Um, and and you know, the rest is history, as they say. So uh, so yeah, that's what happened. But it was somebody giving me good advice. From within the organization so suppose it was just a, a personal crisis of confidence then in, in a way and how much did it help then build your confidence having that piece of paper having that sort of academic achievement it it, it, it did it did help um and and it helped to you know to obviously go through the course because um because it did um it, it was obviously um uh, business studies uh, management studies so um, so it did, you know, it did help to develop me that bit further for the next steps in my career. So it it, it, it certainly did in, increase my confidence, but it increased my knowledge, it increased my capability uh, as I saw it. Um, and then, you know, the, 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 the world was my oyster, really. I felt that I could then achieve a lot more um, within the organisation. What advice then would you give to um, another woman? Um, who might be feeling that um, this sort of crisis of confidence themselves um, within the workplace who maybe left school uh, with GCSEs and life got in the way or you know they they started a, a career and they don't have an academic background would you would you encourage people to sort of go back to university and and study I think if if you if you can, I mean, I mean, I mean, my background here is that you know I I, I don't have children, um, so so uh, you know I've had I suppose a clear pathway. I've 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 not um, you know I've not had that childcare um, over my career, so so I've not had that to to manage and and, and to juggle alongside my career. Um, but I think if if someone has um, you know that the the, um, the opportunity um, to go back and, and and do some some you know academic learning again and and to go back. 
I think that's always good because I think it just helps to broaden your horizons, you know, it helps you to learn a bit more. Um, so if you have that opportunity to do that, um, I, I would definitely encourage encourage somebody to uh, yeah to do that without a doubt. And and I do that today. Um, you know that not not only for 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 women but also for men in the team. I, I think it's a great thing to um, to have these capabilities. And um, and if you can go back and learn something new, I think that's always helpful. But like you said, it's not easy, is it? Yeah. Um, whether you um, have caring responsibilities or not you know if you're working full-time and then the thought of even doing something part-time you know it takes a significant chunk of your free time up doesn't it um, and it's not easy to manage both that that's that's right um I mean again I have the company to thank for a lot of things Nia we've talked about my international travel um going to places all right some of them not necessarily desirable but um going to many places that I would not have had the opportunity to do and I think the company's also afforded me um you know a lot of training I've had you know training courses um throughout my career um and obviously support to do the um the postgraduate course um and yes it was hard work um, and it was, you know, juggling that and juggling. In fact, during that course, as I've mentioned, I got a new job and juggling a new job at, at the same time. Um, but, you know, the company was supporting me in doing that. And so, you know, I wanted to give back. So um, so really, that was my part in it was to work hard to make sure I could achieve that um, that diploma um, and, and really give back to the company, the sport that they were showing me. Yeah. That's great to hear. Um, looking back now at your career, what words of advice would you give to 18-year-old Carol? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I think what what I've done, and 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 throughout my career, I've always felt that I've I've you know moved on and moved up. In, in, in the time scales that I would like to. Others might disagree, you know, maybe it's taken me, you know, 40 years or whatever to get to where I am. Um, but but I feel that that you know I've 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 moved on, I've I've ch- I've been challenged. Um, and I think that in some respects I've I've um, probably neglected my personal life a little bit. So I don't encourage anybody to do that, by the way. Um, I think you've got to have a good work-life balance. But I but I think that you do have to work hard. Um, you know, you don't ever expect anything to just be handed to you on a, on a plate because it won't. You know, you have to work hard. You, um, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, um, you know, you've got other people around you that are working. So you've got to prove yourself um, uh, to be the best person to 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 get up that next step of the ladder um what what i've always done near as i mentioned earlier is i've always respected people um particularly those people that have got more experience than myself you know you know the old thing you don't want to be told by people but um but people with experience you know they've probably been there done that got the t-shirt um and they can give you a lot of advice um and, it, and if you work hard and if you respect people, then what I've found in my career is that, you know, those rewards will come. 
um you know whatever you want we, you know will come and as i say my mine has been over quite a long period of time others might want to you know move forward a lot quicker than i have but um but i think just with those you know work hard um ethic um respect to others uh, around you um you know it, I mentioned about, you know, people with more experience, but even people with less experience, let's all respect each other. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I would say. Um, and as I say, I, I don't I don't have any regrets at all. I think that, as I said, I've 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 probably um, neglected my home life a bit. Um, you know, I'm now my second husband, but um, but that's, um, you know, that, 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 that that's that's my choice. Um, I don't have a huge amount of hobbies because, um, you know, work tends to um, take a lot of my time. Um, but I do have hobbies and I do relax and I do um, keep fit and I do cycle and I do um, read and all these sorts of things. Um, so, so, you know, have a good work-life balance, but, um, but work hard, respect others. And, um, and, and as I say, the rewards will come. You know, that they are such words of advice actually I think like you said relevant to everybody isn't it if you work hard and you're respectful of people their opinions and um, their viewpoints then you will get there and I suppose just finally for me it's um, I love speaking to people that have been in steel for such a long time but also come from steel families um, what do you think your dad would make um, you know as, as a furnace man in Corby of, of your career in steel well, unfortunately, my dad's passed away now um, four years ago, but I know that, that both my, my, my father and my mother are very proud um, of where I am today. Of course, for them, it was very meaningful, you know, all the things that I was doing and um, all the, the, the new roles that I was moving into and the progression that I was making within the organisation was very, very meaningful to them because my my father worked in the steel industry up in Barrow and Furness, up in the north of England. My mum and dad moved down to Corby to make a new life for themselves um, on the back of, you know, the steel industry in Corby. And Corby's been a fantastic town for them um, and, and for me also. And so, you know, it, it was really meaningful to them. And I know that they are very proud um, of what I've achieved. As they should be, and as so should you as well. You know, fantastic career that you've had, and you're continuing to enjoy. Thank you so much um, for taking the time and, and talking to me, Carol. Your words are going to stick with me. You know, work hard and respect people, and you will get there. And I think that is so true. So thank you so much um, for taking the time and talking to me. It's been a it's been a real pleasure. Thank That's you. okay, Mia. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've uh, I've enjoyed. It. I hope I haven't gone on too much, but um, and I hope people uh, enjoy in, in, in listening to the uh, the podcast. But thank you very much, Nia.